This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our guest, Trader Nick in the United States, and Oanda's senior market analyst in London, Craig Earlham. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, everyone. Hey, Johnny. Now, of course, uh, we are ahead of the big FOMC minutes uh, later today. That'll be at uh, seven o'clock UK time. But uh, it's probably worth previewing that a little bit, is it not, Nick? Because uh, it could have uh, fairly important repercussions. Yeah, Johnny, you're right. It is uh, definitely the big event of the week. The meeting minutes could be sort of a live event, but a lot of times they just sort of reiterate the language that we've been hearing. That being said, we're in a time where we're seeing some mixed data in terms of the U.S. We are seeing inflation make significant progress overall, but we've also seen strong jobs numbers. We've seen strong economic figures, not to mention we do get some PMI figures on Thursday that Craig's going to talk about in a moment. But overall, this could actually be a pretty live event. Now, I do want to clarify for listeners, we are recording this uh, before it gets published, before the, the meeting minutes do come out. So we are kind of in the blind in terms of if there's any sort of huge outliers. That being said, here's generally what I think we should consider looking for with the meeting minutes. Any indication that inflation progress has been very impressive would be key. In the recent months, we've also heard that there is a concern about keeping employment as strong as possible, that they've reintroduced part of their dual mandate, not just inflation matters, but also keeping employment strong. Um, So if there is some indication there, that could be a key figure to look out for in the minutes. Uh, Is there concern about keeping employment also very strong, which, uh, you know, if interest rates do remain quite high for some time or, um, you know, not historically high, but in recent history high at where we're currently at, if they stay there, is that going to have some impact on unemployment? If they start to be concerned more on that front, that could be taken as more on the dovish camp. Meanwhile, if they sort of just continue to reiterate that the economy is strong and that things are looking good and they see no need to rate cut, if there's more of that language, that's going to lean things more on the, you could say hawkish, but I would say more accurately, less dovish side. There is still expectations this year for rate cuts. Uh, it's now just a question of when. And um, you know, I, I heard this recently. I think it's very important to point out. You know, in 2022 and 2023, you could kind of constitute the Federal Reserve as adversarial to markets, meaning they're taking the punch bull away from the party. Whereas nowadays, right now, what we do see is that the Fed overall is in the right direction for markets in terms of seeing a stronger stock market. So we would call the Fed not necessarily adversarial right now. Now, could that resurface if inflation comes back? Sure. But overall, the story right now is that the Fed is not necessarily a massive hindrance to markets. And as long as we still see rate cuts on the horizon, generally speaking, that's more dovish than where we have been in years recently. So I think that will be a real key thing to look out for is is how their language shapes up in the meeting minutes. We also had CAD CPI earlier this week, Tuesday, which showed cooling inflation across the board in Canada. And of course, for our FX listeners, for traders who are watching the currency market, that of course has impacts. But broadly speaking, we talk about this often, 
you know, central banks, they almost operate nowadays as a collective. They very much echo each other. And, and you know, when you see inflation cooling in one area, especially our neighbors here from my side, you know, Canada is just north of us. If our neighbors are seeing cooling inflation, could that be something that is a mixed picture here across North America? Same thing for the UK and the European region. These economies are closely knit in the Western Hemisphere. So it can be interesting to watch. Uh, Craig, I mentioned all of that to say, you know, economic data has that potential to be inflationary. We get a big print on Thursday across the board on PMIs. What are your thoughts and what are you looking for out of that? And also, if you want to add anything to meeting minutes, feel free. Yeah, I mean, I won't go too much into the meeting minutes. One, because you've just covered it quite in depth. So uh, there is an enormous amount to add to that, but also because obviously we are just recording this before uh, the minutes are released. But I think the thing that really stands out for me about these minutes today compared to others, anyone who's listened to these podcasts before know that I always start this by saying, I don't think there's anything to take from the minutes. They're outdated. We've had a lot of data since, so therefore the viewpoints will have changed and therefore it's old news. Today's one of the few days where I think that's not entirely true, and that's because of what you've already alluded to. The data that we've had since has been quite mixed. There's been some strong reports, as you've alluded to again, like the jobs report, the inflation report. There's been some softer reports as well. So therefore, I don't think things have drastically changed in terms of the developments towards getting inflation back to 2% since that last Fed meetings. And therefore, more so than not necessarily ever, but more so than normal, I think the views from the minutes probably do still apply to how policymakers feel now. And the reason why markets are so set against an interest rate cut in March. And therefore, there is more potential for markets to respond to the minutes today, in my personal opinion. On the basis of the fact that is that if there is any surprise in the minutes, you can probably assume that whatever surprise comes from them still applies now as then, which is not always the case. So I, I do think the minutes could be more interesting today than normal. Uh, for the PMIs tomorrow, it, it's just one of those weeks, right, where there isn't a huge amount, uh, if we're being perfectly honest. There's not always a huge amount. Some, some weeks we've got Fed, Bank of England, ECB, Bank of Canada, Bank of Japan, all in the same five-day spell. This is one of those weeks where we are clutching at straws a bit. The Fed minutes helps that. The Canadian CPI on Tuesday helped that as well. But it also means there's probably more weight on these PMIs more than there may be in, in another week um, uh, because of the kind of... And you've seen that reflected in the market. It's felt quite sluggish this week uh, in the markets more broadly. And that, again, reflects the softer data calendar, but also the US and Canadian bank holidays at the start of the week, which always have a dampening effect on events over the course of the week. But then we do have, so we've got a range of PMIs in the morning. That's Germany, France, UK, and the Euro area. We're expecting modest improvements, but bear in mind when we're looking at the Euro area, everything is still expected to be below 50 and quite comfortably so. I think the UK is the one to watch tomorrow morning. And the reason why I say that is because in the last two months, the services PMI has not just moved into growth territory, but it's jumped quite a lot into growth territory. So the last print was 54.3, tomorrow expected at 54.2. That would be the third growth and strong growth reading that we've seen in a row. The reason why that's significant is because of what we discussed last week. The UK has fallen into recession. The UK has fallen into recession in part or in large part because consumers are not spending as much money in towards the back end of last year. We had those really strong retail sales figures for January from the UK. And the services PMI was the first indication we had that that may happen. Now, the question on many people's lips after that retail sales report is, is this sort of a trend or is just this simply the unwinding of 
weaker sales in December and because retailers were discounting more. If we get a third strong services PMI reading, that I think that would give a strong impression that maybe people are starting to feel the benefits of wage growth exceeding inflation now for a number of months. Uh, and that could potentially boost the consumer boost spending and the economy and feed in to what Andrew Bailey has been saying recently, which is this is only a technical recession. It's the mildest recession in recent history. And the economy is already showing signs that it is going to bounce back. So I think the services PMI reading for the UK tomorrow morning is the most important of the readings. And if it's confirmed and backed up by stronger readings elsewhere, that could also be helpful too. The other thing worth pointing out with that UK PMI, the services industry, the last I checked, accounted for around 78% of the UK economy. So if manufacturing is not doing very well, it's not entirely important. It is for the manufacturing sector and anyone working within it. But if the manufacturing PMI is 47.5 as expected, but the services PMI is 54.2 as expected, then the bulk of the economy is expecting to perform much better. And that is, uh, of course, very important. A similar thing applies for the US. I think it's around three quarters of the US economy is services driven. So when we're looking at those PMIs from the US tomorrow, the fact that the services PMI is expected to be 52.4, manufacturing 50.5, that is still a positive. Even if the manufacturing misses, strong services means strong economy. uh, And that obviously is something that the Fed will be paying very close attention to. Thanks, Craig. And yeah, I do also want to just draw attention to another really big market moving event that we do have after the bell uh, today on the uh, US side of things. It's NVIDIA's earnings. And, you know, right now the stock market just seems like it's completely being led by uh, NVIDIA, both up and down. This company has been a massive, massive grower. It's up, you know, thousands of percents in previous years and uh, just seems to climb higher and higher. However, people are a little skittish ahead of the earnings report, which is interesting. You're seeing NVIDIA fall off of its highs here recently. And just to reiterate how important this is, semiconductors are nowadays a big indicator of the economy. As you just mentioned, Craig, services uh, being such a, a large component to the economies of the world, especially in the Western side, uh, you know, these big tech companies, Google, Amazon, if they're massively employing the, the people and, and a ton of spending revolves around these companies, of course, they are the ones that are in high demand of semiconductors. So NVIDIA will be an interesting indicator, even if you are not a stock investor, stock trader, it's etc. NVIDIA is an indicator in itself because a strong outlook for NVIDIA could suggest that economic you know, outlook is, is also strong. So I'll be watching that uh, very closely. I'll be definitely listening into the earnings call as well. It should be a, a huge market mover for, uh, you know, at the very least, the NASDAQ as well. Uh, but I imagine many things will move in sympathy to NVIDIA's earnings after hours. Okay, guys, well, we'll reflect on those FOMC minutes on Friday and all the rest of the news. Until then, have a good day and speak to you on Friday. Thanks, Johnny. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.